we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Find out if car count is king in the automotive aftermarket. What's more important to you, car count or ARO? People are, uh, they appreciate the personal touch. The handwritten note is so uncommon that it creates that memorable moment, you know, that, that moment that we're all looking for. You know, they're riding the ARO wave. That yeah, my car count's down, but my ARO's up, so I'm okay. So I ask, when, when is that car count number gonna be a crisis? Where's the line in the sand? I actually don't like that we're even talking about it, honestly, because uh, all the shops that actually reach out to me, that's all they want to talk about is car count. I think it's an easy scapegoat. It's so easy to control your car count that I think we talk about it, honestly, a little bit too soon and too often. There's so many other things we should be dealing with other than car count. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. Hey, from David Kuzi, I am live. Hey, Dave. Howdy. <laughs> we are live. It's a miracle. Welcome to uh, The Leading Edge, uh, and we are on episode 16. Today, we're going to discuss car count. Um, I hope with the idea of increasing car count with the right people. Uh, with me today, I have uh, Bill Greeno. Bill has a shop in... Uh, Truckee, California, and Bill is also a um, works here at the Institute as a consultant, runs uh, uh, some of the Worldpack 20s groups with me. Uh, Bill, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. coming. Pleasure and uh, we have uh, Mike Leaches. Mike has a shop in Laguna Niguel, uh, Quality Motors, been there for about 32 years. Uh, and uh, Mike was recommended by Rocky, so we know he's going to be really good. So uh, welcome, Mike. Glad to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. And we're hoping that any minute we have uh, we have Tom uh, Lambert uh, from Shade Tree Automotive here in Utah, who also is a consultant. Hey, there he is. There's Tom. Speak of the devil. Hey, Tom. Welcome. What's up, buddy? Sorry, you. had a I had just a join only link, not a see me and get to talk. Not to a, not a actually know who you are kind of link. Yeah. But we can see you now, my friend. Awesome. Um. All right, so today's topic is uh, is about adding car count. Now, um, I think that when I when I when I'm a con consulting or when I'm teaching, when I go into every single shop, every single person that uh, shop owner that comes to one of my classes, they're they're they want more car count, um, car count, car count, car count. Now, in my opinion, as a consultant, yes and no. I mean. Uh, uh, when do we bring in more cars? Under what circumstance? Uh, what should those cars look like? Those are the, the uh, some of the questions I'd like to answer today, and I'd like to discuss what we what we can do to help those people out there that'll be watching this that uh, with car count in their in their business, bringing the right uh, customers through the door. So, um, uh, a bill, uh, uh, car count. Uh, uh, car count, car count, car count. What, what do we do? What should we do? Well, I, uh, you know, if I'm working with a shop, I'd rather see a shop with too many cars any day than, than not enough. And, uh, you know, it just, it just, it speaks to their popularity. It speaks to their marketing. It speaks to the efforts that they've put into the, to their clientele to date. Uh, truly, um, one of the things that, that Cecil talks about uh, is the difference between, um, having the having too many cars and not enough cars. If we could have three cars a day per technician at three hours per car, boy, wouldn't that be a, a perfect world? 
Uh, and we definitely see trending um, with our smart groups or 20s groups, business development groups, where the, when, the, when the car count goes down, the, the average repair order goes up. We have more time to do a better job with the cars that we have. And it, it's funny because it, shop owners that are used to high car counts, busy, rapid-paced shops, oftentimes get very nervous when they see their car count start to dwindle and, and they see their service advisors not as busy, maybe drinking coffee uh, and, and chatting um, between, between customers. Or, uh, those. But, or <laughs> well, they, they, suddenly, suddenly they have time and they have time to, to relax and, and really, I think, provide excellent customer service. So <clears throat> there's two sides to that coin. Um, if I were to, to admit it, I would admit to being a high car count guy. And I do that because um, I'm a nervous Nelly and I don't like to see uh, slower months. Um, and one of these days, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna rely on my marketing 100% to provide for those slow periods and and uh, and get over that. But for now, I just drive the cars through the shop as quick as I can. Okay, um, uh, I, I I I can't let it go there, <laughs> um, and I can't let it go there for a reason because it sounds like you're saying that car count is superseding average operator in your shop. You're just pushing them through. That's that was your last words at least that's what i understood and i know that not to be true so um you want to drive car count but you're also trying to drive car count with the type of customer that's going to make your business successful is that correct or, or not correct absolutely 100 percent correct uh we are we are selective uh we do bring the right customers through the door i just bring too many through the door I, I, grew, I doubled, I, I more, I tripled the size of the shop. We got more popular. Uh, we did a lot more marketing. We continue to do a lot more marketing. We continue to drive too many cars through the shop. Um, you know, many times repairs are deferred. We can't get them done that day. We can't get them done the next day. Uh, we have to, we have to schedule them to come back and they don't all come back. So they're, you know, this isn't, uh, this isn't the perfect method, but you know the alternative I see uh, certainly has its potential downfalls too. Um, if somebody can share on that, I I, I don't know those downfalls because I haven't done it. Sounds like a a, a a good problem to have too many cars um, and not being able to um, get all the work done today. Um, Mike, is, is there such a thing as as um, too much car count? Uh, or uh, uh, too many of the wrong people showing up at your door? Well, I, I think there absolutely is. And 15 years ago or so, when I joined my first coaching relationship, the first thing that I heard was, you need to lower your car count. And I started laughing, and I, I say to my service advisors, these guys say we need to lower our car count. We had a lot of cars back then. And, of course, our ARO was too low. Hourly rate was too low. Um, I, in uh, in Bill's case, I think we would have to have to go look at maybe Bill's not charging enough to have this stampede of cars running through there, uh, or or maybe you know their cars aren't getting inspected enough or whatever. Probably don't even have time to perform a good digital inspection because of the stampede of cars. What I'm running into and I'm sure Cecil, you're going to agree with this is 
when you look across the country, there's only pockets of areas that have that do not have a car count. Uh, most of the shops are are suffering from a, a little less cars, and there's a variety of reasons we can look at for that. What I'm talking about when I'm talking with most of these guys is, you know, they're riding the ARO wave. That yeah, my car count's down, but my ARO's up, so I'm okay. So I ask, when, when is that car count number going to be a crisis? Where's the line in the sand? So I'm talking about shops that are in the opposite situation of Bill. That you know, when are we going to say, okay, yeah, this thousand dollar ARO is really cool, but I'm doing half the cars I used to. So I I think that both scenarios can be a problem. Too many cars drives down the ARO, not enough drives it up, but chances are when your ARO is just keeps getting higher and higher, you're driving down your car count. Mrs. Smith had $3,000 bills in one year. You know, she's going down to the dealer and, you know, getting something else, and which is what has been a big problem is new car sales being so high. We're, we're losing cars to fix. Well, you know, the, 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 there's always waves. There's these waves. It's 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 really interesting. You know, when when uh, 2008, 2009, you couldn't buy a car. There was no there was no money to borrow unless you had 840 credit. You just couldn't get money to go buy a new car. It was impossible. So people kept their cars. Good for us. Good for the industry. Uh, wave. You know. Then um, if you look at the last, I think two years, record new car sales. Uh, anybody can buy a new car. Heck, I I got two of them, and I could go down and get two more tomorrow, um, even though my payments are up to here, blah, 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 uh, because they're they're giving money to just about anybody. And um, there is a point, I think, where the customer looks at their, their car and says, this thing's costing me too much money. Uh, it is getting old. I'm going to get rid of it. And I think that hurts us as an industry. Another wave. But, but – but it's going to be a wave that's going to end. Well, we at some point we we think, right? I mean, at least about every seven years, it seems like there's some kind of crisis in the United States that that makes it harder to buy, harder to get stuff. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Matter if I've got a thousand dollar average repair order, if that's the right average repair order, if I stay busy enough, and if I make enough money, is that a crisis? Uh, uh, yes or no? And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Mike, uh, specifically: Is that a crisis if everything is working the way I want? I have a thousand dollar average repair order. I think it depends a lot on your facility. If your facility is built for forty cars or fifty cars a week, and you're doing half of that, and yes, your ARO is super good and that's what's carrying you i would uh i personally am in that boat i have a large facility we used to do at least two to three times the weekly car count we have now with half the aro when you when you keep is in my opinion you know just this guy but if if your car count the trend of your car count hasn't leveled off and you're still losing a couple cars a month, there's got to stop. I mean, you can't, 
you're, you're, you're running out of clientele. You have less people coming in your shop. That's less people you have to refer you to somebody. It's just a vicious cycle. I would, I would, I, I firmly believe that there is a line in the sand who, for all the guys that are facing declining car count, where we've got to say, okay, you know, we've got to turn this around. This, it can't keep going down. There's, you end up having four cars a week at five thousand a car. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Well, for you know, I don't. I, I think that's. I don't see that happening, unless you're doing restoration or something. Um, you know, in, in my shop, the the perfect car count was thirteen cars a day, four technicians, thirteen cars a day, and and we had a fairly high average operator. Uh, you know. 14 years ago for a general repair shop at 768 bucks a car. That was substantial. And we were, and we were consistent, uh, pretty consistent over six years where we weren't losing cars. We weren't necessarily gaining cars, but we weren't losing cars either. I always had a struggle when I had, tried to add that fifth technician to get the additional car count and the additional sales to make that fifth person really pay off for me. Um, I'm going to ask another question to Tom. Tom, um, you have a, a, a high average operator, especially for Utah. Uh, I know because my car keeps going over there. Um, but um, you already ha you have a high average operator, but in your head, at least I'm, I'm going to put some words in your head. I want to make sure that I have the right car count. I want to make sure that I have a consistent car count. So I'm constantly marketing to replace people that I might lose or to increase my market share, yes or no? Yeah, for sure. And you just uh, you just explained my shop. So the shop you were working at is like right where we're at. We're uh, we're constantly struggling with that fifth guy. We're right at that seven fifty to nine hundred uh, based on the month. So we average seven ninety two was our ARO for the year. Um, we're a thirteen point two cars a day shop right now next year we want to be a 14 car a day shop and uh so i've 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 been on both sides i've been a 21 car a day 400 average repair order and i've been a 12 car a day uh 700 average repair order and then i've slowly found the sweet spot to where uh you know aro and car count you can slowly creep up at the same time um so, so yeah, there's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we should ever consider anything a, a crisis. You know what I mean? Everything always changes and we can, we can calmly control everything. But, uh, since I've been coaching with you, honestly, all, it seems like all I get to talk to shop owners about is car count. Uh, I, I, I actually don't like that. We're even talking about it, honestly, because, uh, it's the 10th on the list of things we should be worrying about yet all the shops that actually reach out to me, that's all we, that's all they want to talk about is car count just cause it's an easy, I think it's an easy scapegoat. You know, Oh, we didn't hit that number. I was short a car or I was short a, a couple cars. It's to me, it's, it's all so easy. It's so easy to control your, your car count that, uh, I don't know. I, I think we talk about it honestly a little bit too soon and, and too often. There's so many other things we should be dealing with other than car count, but there are some tricks that I know to control it. So, 
All right, so we'll, we'll get to that conversation um, uh, towards the second half. Uh, we got to keep the we got to keep the guys online watching um, uh, <laughs> during, during the interim before the good stuff comes. Sorry, I was um, a little a little direct. Sorry, I'll uh, I'll be nicer on the next question. No worries, you're you're good, my friend. Um, the 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 I think the industry is too focused on car count because I I don't know if it's the easy road. Just bring more cars. Uh, then you don't have to sell. You don't have to build the relationship as as much. Um, and uh, and there, and as a consultant, you know, over the last fifteen years, I've just seen so many other problems that even if I bring in more cars, if I don't have good gross margin or if I'm not selling or you know, then then it doesn't help me to bring more cars in my business. Um, uh, and I would say. Take a good look at your business uh, uh, and create that financial model that says, these are the cars I need to make the money that I want to make. And this is the average repair order that I ought to have because we're really doing good inspections and we have good relationships with our customers and we're bringing right people in the door. Uh, uh, Bill, uh, there are five things uh, that, that, um, that, that bring in car count. Marketing uh, uh, and average repair order. Uh, excuse me, five things average repair order. Marketing is one of those. If I bring in the wrong customers, what happens to my average repair order and how does that affect my business? Well, that's that's the classic example of where you start spending 80% of your time on 20% of your customers. You uh, you bring in the wrong customers and, and it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge the whole way. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's along the lines, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is what Mike said, about you know are you are you charging enough uh, to control the the demand or are you or are you spending too much on marketing? But uh, certainly, if you are if you've got too many cars coming through, your your technicians aren't going to do the inspections the way that they should, and your service advisors are not going to have time to estimate everything, and and then you have dissatisfied customers and customers you know going down the road trying to reschedule for next Thursday to uh, get their car back in with you makes it a challenge. Okay. Um, um, so, so Mike, uh, I, I would say from your, from your earlier comment, I understand my business financially and I needed 13 cars at $768 to hit my targets and my goals for my company at that time. Um, and so if, if we saw a trend downward, you know, the, one of the, the leads for this uh, on the advertising for this particular podcast, <laughs> excuse me, was some, what, what numbers, some of the numbers, some of the things I should be paying attention to. I think I really do have to pay attention to car count in the sense of, you know, are we maintaining, are we going up, are we going down? What's the overall long-term trend? Now, um, I never looked at car count on a weekly basis, except every week. Um, so we, we, we track daily car count. I track weekly car count, but I didn't worry about a, a week where my car count was down. I worried about a month or a couple of months uh, of a trend. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about, trends, was, exactly. you know, was, was, was trending down. What Mike, what kind of trends around car count? Uh, what kind of things are you, uh, looking at around car count for your business? Are you, is that the trend that you're looking at? Is that a long-term trend? 
my business and, and numerous other guys that I speak with on a regular basis, you know, I, I, the trend has been down for the last several years. Uh, in my particular shop, it is it has stabilized and actually ticking up just a little bit. Um, you know, we're talking about AROs and car counts. There, there's a sweet spot there. Yes. And, you know, uh, Tom, I, I, I'm really interested in your comment about you know how to control car count. Uh, if you want to stop this crazy automotive thing and teach a whole bunch of businesses how to get their car count up 10 cars a week, you know, we're all in. <laughs> Is uh, um, I mean, most of the shops I deal with are European shops. Uh, my particular shop is in a very, very affluent area. These guys go to Sunday brunch and go lease a new 530 IBM just on a whim, you know. So, I the trend is exactly what I'm talking about, Cecil. You put your car count on a graph over six months, and if that trend is down. You, know, you, you I think you really got to look at, yeah, this ARO is great, but, you know, how far down am I willing to let this go? Not, not, in our particular case, we brought our car line in. Right. Not to, not to change the subject, but is the trend of higher average repair order, lower car count, is that, a, is that a trend because of the way the cars are built and now we're selling them different things uh, that we did uh, 10 years ago? Or is that a trend that uh, the consultants have, uh, have uh, pushed on us and so enough people now are looking at the cars in a different way? Or is that um, just a, a trend? There aren't enough cars out there or the cars don't need to be serviced as often. Uh, where is that coming from that the, the car counts down? Because in my, in my knowledge is there are more cars on the street today than there have ever been, and people are keeping them longer than they ever have as a, as a whole. That's the statistical data that I've, I've been fed. Um, so, you know, I, I think that uh, it, I want to be nice, but if, I'm, if I've been... Hey, but I'm, I'm the new guy. Be easy on me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not you. I think it's everybody out there it's in, in fact it's not you even i don't even know uh if it would be you but this idea of bringing the guy in for the discount uh uh let's do the oil change um it, it, that creates more car count and lower average repair order uh the idea of bringing the person in for the relationship uh you can trust us we can build a good long-term relationship with you is the higher average repair to lower car count um and I was reading uh, uh, the 22 law, Immutable Laws of Marketing, Al Rees and, and Jack Trout, a great book. And, and they said in that book, be careful about discounting because it's, a, it's, a, it's like crack cocaine. Your, your customer gets tuned into that and, and, and pretty soon your business flows with your discounts. And, and you can't, these are not relationship customers. Um, so they're, they're going to go somewhere else unless you keep discounting. And they use several examples of companies that are no longer in business that were heavy discounting companies. Um, now, maybe they only pulled the, the five businesses that, you know, that did that, and they didn't pull the six relationship businesses that failed, um, but they used some pretty good examples in there. Um, 
our industry has changed dramatically uh, in the, I don't know, 40 years I've been in it. Uh, uh, my son and I were just talking in the past five years, it's changed dramatically and it's going to continue to change dramatically. Um, let's just say that car count and having the right car count for my business is super important. Uh, uh, and let's, and let's leave that at that. Let's say that understanding my business, my business model and bringing the right customer in that's going to be happy in my model uh, and feel comfortable with what I have to offer is also um, whether I run a discount model, a relationship model, a high-end model, a low-end model, whatever that is. Uh, let's just say that. Now, um, next, let's talk about controlling car count. So if my car count is lower than I want, do I raise car count or do I look at average repair order first? And then if average repair order is good, margins are good, raise car count. Um, Bill, what do I do? Can't hear you, buddy. You must be muted. Good thing I was muted there. I was yelling. Gotcha. Welcome now. back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy to think that you'd go after, after car count at that point. You, if, you've got the, if you've got enough, we'll say enough, cars in the, in the door, why wouldn't you be looking at taking better care of the customers that you have? That's where the that's the cheapest form of marketing ever is to take care of the the people that you that you have currently. So if your if your average uh, repair order is down and it's down below the, the we'll say the average you know it doesn't need to be at seven hundred dollars for a general repair but if it's down below four fifty five hundred you've got to you really got to question yourself first are you inspecting the vehicles properly are you taking great care of the customers are you doing what the customer wants. Um, so at, at that point, you've got, you've got time on your hands, spend that time wisely. Now, sure. In the background, you may have a, you, you know, I may be segueing, um, but you may have a marketing group company person or yourself working on your marketing plan moving forward, but that marketing plan isn't going to get traction for what, six months. I mean, unless you're going to throw out a discount right now, that's good for tomorrow only, um, which is crazy. So now you're busy and losing money tomorrow. Also, uh, I would say absolutely gather the troops, have a little, um, have a little meeting and talk about, all right, let's, let's bring a car back in that we've inspected and take another look at it and see if, if everything has been looked at. Let's look at, let's look at our tickets and see if, if everything has been estimated, you know, are are the service advisors skipping, uh, skipping around and not estimating everything. I need to make a comment as a consultant, and I don't know how to ask the question to make sure that that comment gets made. So I'm just going to make the comment. If I don't do a great job looking at my customer's car, that's that's a bad thing for my company. Uh, and, there, and there are multiple reasons for that. Number one, uh, I may lose the opportunity to do that work on this customer's car because they may end up breaking down or taking it somewhere else, and that person gets the opportunity. So I'm losing potential money, and I've spent money to bring that customer in, whether it's uh, through a customer retention type program uh, or whether or not it's for, through a, a customer acquisition program that I'm, that I'm doing. Um, but I think the biggest reason that, that I have to look that car over well is one of reputation and liability. Um, if that car has been in my hands and we did something to it, but we missed three other things that need to be done and that car has a problem, 
and that customer does not come back to me, then they're out there in the world and someone else is uh, uh, saying whatever they're going to say about how we did our job. And uh, they may never come back to me based on the fact that we didn't take care of their car. Uh, so I think I've, I've created a, a, a bad situation for my company marketing-wise and uh, potentially uh, a bad reputation. Now, if that customer comes back to me, I have the opportunity to, to save the day and fix the car. But in many cases, now I'm working at a lower labor rate or, or even for free uh, because it's something that we probably should have caught, and that's assuming that maybe it breaks down in two weeks and not three months. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna make that statement now. Uh, I'm gonna uh, do a quick self-serving uh, um, uh, uh, announcement here because we we do that about this time. We're about midway. Uh, we we are opening a enrollment next week for our uh, service advisor mastery group. Uh, we have 25 seats in in this. I think I have six seats that are spoken for. Uh, um, we're getting great success in that. So if you're interested in that, please uh, uh, go to our website, uh, ifrave.com, look at mastery. And we also have a, uh, a class on January the 14th and 15th. Um, it's called Managing to Succeed. It's about managing your staff, uh, creating uh, more effectiveness from your staff, getting people uh, on board uh, and, and the tools and techniques. If I were to say, you know, one of the major problems we have in our industry, I think, is lack of really good management skills as as owners and, and, and managers of our businesses. And this class uh, will take care of that. Now, uh, Tom, you've uh, you've tweaked uh, uh, my curiosity and Mike's curiosity uh, for sure, and probably anybody else that might might hear this. Uh, you say you can control car count. Um, how in the heck uh, can you control car count when the rest of the world doesn't believe they can? Well, I got. I got a very specific plan around uh, marketing. So just like we track uh, every other number in our business, my marketing numbers for me specifically are my most important numbers because that's my that's my role here. Um, I've got advisors, I got managers, I got techs. I don't I don't do any of that. So it's my job to make sure I make the phone ring often enough with the right amount of the right people is my is one of my main main jobs. So, so I've got uh, so I've already got a, my whole next year's worth of marketing laid out because I know I know February is gonna likely not have the same car count as June, and I know uh, March is gonna be good. I know May, June, July is always good around here. I know September is always rough. So I've already got things going into place to make my phone ring enough with new customers during those months. Uh, one of the issues I'm dealing with right now is we've, uh, we're on about year four of doing a really good job with our customers. So our average repair order has, has crept up every year for the last four years. And now we're seeing our existing customers, they're not falling off, but uh, their average repair order is going way down because they're keeping these vehicles we're fixing up. And uh, obviously, if we do a good job checking it and fixing it, they're not going to need much the next time. So for my shop, 30% of my business has to come from new customers. And that is, uh, that is up significantly from where it was four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, and even a year ago. So for me, I, I know how much business I've got to bring in. So I just 
flat out lay out a plan of, of how to make sure I, I bring that in. And it comes down to how much money I'm going to spend, where I'm going to spend it, uh, how we're going to convert that to a phone call, uh, phone call coaching. So we know how to convert the phone call to an actual paying customer, so on and so forth. So, so I just have a very laid out plan of how many customers I need, uh, how much they're going to spend and, how I'm gonna how I'm gonna find them? So. It's interesting um, when we look at at, at data. Um, I get to look at um, Kakui data, which is they know who called, they know whether or not they made an appointment, they know whether or not they showed, and they know how much money they spent. And the uh, the conversion rate from phone call to appointment, um, I think a high conversion rate is like uh, 32, 33, 34 percent. And uh, I would tell you, based on what I've seen, I haven't seen it recently, but what I've seen is, you know, a 24%, a 23% conversion rate is, is, is fairly common uh, uh, of that phone call. Now, so we want to think about if I'm paying money to bring that customer in, does the person that's going to handle that phone call have the skill uh, to, to make the customer feel good and the time, frankly, to make the customer feel good uh, um, find out what's interesting to the customer, talk to them about it, and, and make the appointment and make sure that customer shows up. Um, so conversion rate is, is an important thing. I'm going to shift just a little right here because what I want to do is what is your number one marketing thing that you're currently doing that, that brings you, I don't know, I, I think you have to look at it in two different ways. One would be car count and one would be the best average apparel out of the car count that I get. So there's, there may be two different things. Uh, Bill, what's your number one thing that you're, that, that, that brings car count into your business? Um, what is that? The number one thing that brings car count in is word of mouth. Absolutely, 100% for sure. Uh, <clears throat> word of mouth is the, is the cheapest, easiest. Um, we, we make sure that we are out there in the community and whether it's guerrilla marketing, whether it's sponsoring, whether it's um, uh, contributing um, to different groups, uh, things like that keeps the, uh, keeps the chatter going and, uh, and come back to me to talk about uh, when you want to talk about existing customers. Okay. Um, so you're, you are, very invested in your community. Now, when I talk about the top six things for marketing, uh, uh, investing in the community, uh, uh, Chamber BNI, uh, sponsoring local teams, being involved in the community, I think is, is super important, and it's one of my top six. Uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's number five on the list, but it's still in my top six things. Uh, and that is something you currently spend a lot of time on, branding your business and and that is bringing you a lot of the right customers in your door that's what you're telling me that is correct okay um mike what's the number one thing that you're doing uh to bring customers into your business Uh, i'd like to answer this two different ways okay um i agree with bill that referral is definitely our best source for new client acquisition they're the happiest when they show up. Their average repair order is the best. They spend the most. Uh, second for us would have to be Google. But we, we're spending a substantial amount of money uh, trying to get new client acquisition through Google. And 
one thing I'd like to point out, and, and I don't know how many shops are out there, but what I run into when I talk to guys about this is they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm killing it on this Facebook ad or I'm doing this Instagram thing or whatever, but they aren't sourcing the people who walk in the door. Source reports and getting your, you know, first of all, someone to set up the sources on your point of sale and then making sure that your system is prompted to not let the service advisor go past that source when the new client comes in or any client comes in. If you're spending $1,500 a month on AdWords, don't you want to know how many are turning to customers? For example, that conversion rate that Cecil was speaking of. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with Bill that referral will be number one uh, for us to be the internet. We're a very affluent area. We're very techie customers. But for the shops, you've got to be measuring who's coming in, what they're spending. And also that Wall Street report will tell you what the percentage of your business is of existing customers. So, I think, you know. Our, yeah, I think I, in, our, in our shop, I even had elaborate reports that told me if you had a Jeep, how much you spent, as opposed to if you had a Jaguar. Um, uh, it, it, go ahead. Uh, it, it depends on your, your client and, and, uh, I need to know that, that my Jeep customers are spending the most money, uh, because then I'm going to go to attract Jeeps and I need to know that my Kia customers are spending the least money because frankly, I don't, I don't want to attract necessarily attract those people. Um, Tom, I, uh, I didn't ask you yet, so I'm going to ask you. You're the, the master here. It's telling me you got it all under control. What's your number one source for uh, marketing and, and why? So top dollars coming in is definitely Google. Top average repair order coming in is definitely referrals. So similar to everybody here. And uh, on the Google thing, I'm going to take it one step further. Uh, local maps is the most important thing in my mind that you can be doing right now. So uh, mechanic near me, auto repair near me, uh, keeps going up exponentially in search. So local search showing up on what I call the snack pack, you know, the, the what used to be the three place uh, local map is, uh, I get more clicks, I get more calls now from my local listing than I get clicks over to my website. So all this money and all this time I've spent on my uh, website to show up great organically still have to do, but it is slowly, actually it's not even slowly, it's rapidly trending to where uh, your, your Google My Business listing right there on the local section uh, has to be not only spot on, but you've got to have a lot of insights out there pointing people at it. You've got to pull up in that three pack under all those major terms or uh, you're definitely in trouble because there's guys like me uh, out there spending a lot of time and money to to pull up good there. So. I'm uh, I'm always odd is the wrong word. It's the opposite. I'm always kind of uh, um, at wonderment that shop owners would look at something like that and go, well, yeah, but that's going to cost me a thousand bucks, or that's going to cost me five hundred bucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of money to spend. Um, instead of that brings $23,000 a month into my business of the right customers. Um, you know, and, and, and you said it, Tom, that, you know, uh, you spend all this money on your website. 
and and now website is not as important as local search, at least in in your area. And I would say that's probably true in almost every area, if not every area. Uh, uh, this is an ever-changing uh, 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 map, and we have to we have to stay aware. We have to track our our, our customers and our clients uh, uh, where they're coming from and and what's interesting them. So. You know, is it that Jeep ad that I ran, or is it that other thing that I did, or is it these this, these keywords that I'm using on my site? Um, Bill, you, you, you said uh, to come back to you uh, if and when I wanted to talk about um, uh, my own clients coming back to me. Um, I know you have a program that you're doing uh, that, uh, is it working? Well, which one? <laughs> uh, so we've, working backwards, we uh we went back to where we began and where we began with growing our market uh was with thank you cards handwritten hand stamped um so we've gone back to that and i've got a i've got a gal that that comes in uh once a week and she handwrites postcards and because because of the 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 smog piece of our business we have mm, you know about 40 cars a day so uh, so we've got a few postcards to write, and it's a significant investment. But the feedback is, is crazy. When people get a nice postcard with a really nice handwritten note on it, they are, they're blown away. Yeah, but but I, um, Bill, um, but, I, but my, my point of sale or my CRM just sends them an email. Do, do I need a postcard? I mean, holy smokes, what a waste. They already get an email. Yeah, the, 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 the new email is, is called the postcard. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't long ago that emails were the best way to reach people and everybody threw their, you know, just chucked their garbage away. And, and, and now it's, it's trending back in the other direction. I think if you, if you uh, talk to the, the marketing people out there, people are, um, they appreciate the personal touch. The handwritten note is so uncommon that it, it creates that, um, that memorable moment. You know, that, that moment that we're all looking for. I mean, you know, the, the handshake at the end of the, at the, end of the transaction, I, I, one of my, my favorite stories was uh, I, had a, 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 I had to go to a dealership for a recall uh, on my airbag on my, on my Dodge. And it was a nightmare from the, from the beginning to the end. They didn't have my, they, 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 they didn't have my appointment. They, you know basically told me I didn't make an appointment, which of course I knew I had. Um, then they said, you're just going to have to leave the car with us. Uh, and, and on and on and on and on. And it was, um, it was, it was, it was remarkable. I was actually, I started hitting my record button on my phone just so I could relive the pain later. Um, see if it was as bad as I thought at the end of the entire transaction, the next day, the service advisor rounded the corner from his desk, shook my hand, and said, thank you so much for coming in and bringing your truck to us. And that was for a recall. That was for a warranty job. It didn't cost me a dime. But he completely changed the moment, and it was funny because I was so resentful that he'd done that, but I was also so impressed. Uh, never, 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 never uh, underestimate the power of that personal touch at the end of the transaction. Um, so I've got my postcards, the personal touch. Um, after that, I've got a customer loyalty program, um, which includes my license plate frames. 
if you put my license plate frames in your cars, you get a whole host of benefits. Go to qualityautomotiveandsmog.com and you can read about the Red Check Club. Um, one piece of the Red Check Club, and there's a, there's a lot of benefits, local towing, it, it increased um, warranty, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the pieces there is a 5% dividend, and that's our latest experiment. We've been doing it since April. It uh, gives you a, a, a dividend, um, a congratulations on your smart investment in your car of 5% of everything you spend back to you. So the next time you come in, you can take advantage of that 5%. The difference of that 5% and whatever you spent goes back onto your loyalty card and uh, or your dividend card, excuse me. And, uh, and pays forward the next time. And uh, I have reason to believe that one of our favorite marketing companies out there is getting ready to roll out a new program uh, with this dividend idea. Hey, um, although 5% makes me nervous is, is all get out. I'm, I'm such an anti, you know, discount guy. Um, I ran a shop in San Diego. We had a 2% uh, discount up to some amount, $17.44 or something. Um, it was fantastic. It worked so well uh, for our clientele that, that it just kept them coming back and back and back. Uh, in fact, a lot of my customers hold, held on to their checks. We actually sent checks out, gave them to their kids, uh, to, to, you know, for their kids' cars and stuff. Uh, so we got other cars with that. I thought that was a, a great program for us. Um, Mike, uh, if, if you were going to talk to the guys that are out there, uh, these shops that are really, really struggling with car count, and, and you were going to say, look, I would do this first, I would do this second, I would do this third, what's first, second, and third on your list? I would first make sure I have that source report in order to measure the success of your marketing. Secondly, I think the phone skill thing is huge. That's something I'm getting ready to launch. I've partnered with a phone skill company, and uh, they're going to start with us. I put together a script. They've got a grading pro program to see uh, what's happening with these phone calls. You know, if you're spending $1,000 a month on AdWords and you're supposedly getting 100 calls a month out of AdWords, your source report says you're only getting four cars a month to turn into customers, I want to know what's happening in the middle of all that. So I'm, I'm pushing everything towards phone skills. The phone being usually the first contact any client has with you. That's where I'm going right now. I'm pushing hard on the phone skills and uh, stay tuned. We'll see where this goes. All right, so you got, you, you, you're gonna source your report. You're gonna figure out where your customers are coming from. You're going to improve your phone skills so that you can capture more of those as customers because you spent the money, might as well do that. What's number three on your list? I think that my the third thing would be to make sure we keep them. You know, see how many are they're going out the back door. You look at your report to see how many people only come in one time after that first visit. Find out why you're not keeping your clients. You paid good money to get them in the door, and uh, why didn't they come back? Do you think that? Huh. I, I'm I'm an anti-discount. $19 oil change guy. Um, I've, I've always been that guy. I don't know how not to be that guy. Do you think that if I bring in that discount customer that they're likely to come back to me the next time or that they're more likely to go somewhere else if I'm not continuing to run those discounts and, and give them, you know, money off their tickets? I, I completely agree with you that it, 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 it's sort of habit forming and there's a, 
a group of clients out there that are coupon chasers. And I don't think that is the client that most of us want. I've tried all kinds of different discount programs, even giving an incentive to bring in a Toys for Tots gift. And sure enough, the higher the incentive to bring in the gift, the more gifts we got. It, it uh, you know, when, when I stopped putting incentives on a lot of the things that we do, our car count did drop. But I did not go back to doing that because I, this is just not how I want to run my business. I don't want it to be a giveaway. I would rather give them, you know, uh, a movie ticket or something than cheapen my business. I always feel that. I always feel that the movie ticket, the cookies, the brownies, the personal thank you will be viewed at a much higher place than the the, the ten dollars off your repair. Um, myself. Uh, and, and of course, in, in my business, we didn't discount. We just didn't do it. It wasn't, it wasn't who we were. Um, uh, uh, Tom, one, two, three, one. Yeah, I'm with Mike. Uh, so phone skill, um, no sense making the phone ring if you can't convert it. So number one thing we're working on is our phone conversion. Uh, there's lots of things that go into that, uh, mostly just, uh, having a calm environment in the office so that we are ready for those phone calls. Uh, so we adjusted some processes to get us through other things a little quicker so that we can spend more time on the phone. Um, also working on conversion uh, during the write-up process. Uh, we started to speed up a little bit uh, since I've been watching our, our office the last couple months as customers are coming to drop off. Uh, if, if Whether we recognize the customer or not, uh, we're trying to slow these advisors down by another, you know, even just a few minutes to establish that relationship before they hand over their keys and they get going. Um, so we're, we're really, our top two are conversions. Conversions on the phone, and then you're almost setting up the sell during the write-up process rather than the, when you're actually calling them with the recs. And then third from there, um, we're working really hard on our online presence. The things that uh, worked last year are not going to be the same things that work next year. So I'm going to obviously keep a really close look on that. But uh, but definitely got a guy working very feverishly to make sure I'm pulling up in all the terms that I want to pull up on. So. Okay. Uh, Bill, Bill, I'm not going to ask you your one, two, three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up for you. Um, I'm, a, I'm a shop owner. Um, I'm concerned about car count because I just don't seem to have enough business to keep my technicians busy. What are you going to do first, second, and third under that circumstance? I, I feel like I've got to bring more cars into my business or I'm going to die. What are you going to do? That's a great question. Uh, and that not that always the, the concern uh, with all of us? As Mike brought up earlier, you know, the, we, we're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid. Um, so keeping techs busy, just making notes, keeping techs busy, and what am I going to do to increase car count? Um, so the first thing that I'm going to do to go back to the top of the conversation is have a meeting with the staff and talk about are we doing everything that we can do with the vehicles that we have? Are we providing the kind of service that, that our customers expect and, um, and maximizing the ARO? Because that's what we can do immediately right now. We can't get another car through the door at this moment. Um, so at that very moment, let's do 
the best we can with what we have. So number one is um, cars you have there. And that begins with inspections and estimating. Um, after inspections and estimating, of course, and this is all still number one, after inspections and estimating, then we're back to phone skills. We're back to customer relations, okay? Um, number two uh, item that I'm going to do is I'm going to go back through uh, everything that we've deferred, every customer out there that's, that has deferred maintenance, um, everything in my opportunity list, uh, in my revisions list, uh, and uh, customers that have revisions built. And I'm going to go back through, and I'm going to and I'm going to reach out to them and give them a call and see if they're ready to take care of those things. Uh, and that's going to be number two. Oh, hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. The 20 calls, I think, is what Cecil calls it. What I call it. 20 calls. Every service advisor make 20 phone calls. Um, number three, I'm I'm going to look for um, whatever it is that's going to be um, the immediate. The immediate thing to get people through the door. If I'm if I'm still, I'm looking at immediacy. I'm I'm panicking. I'm I'm struggling right now. Obviously, uh, there's a there's a bigger conversation for number four maybe that Tom was talking about, which is knowing when your slow periods are going to be and marketing ahead to those. So you're never sitting there waiting for cars. Right. So if I'm trying to do something else immediate, I'm going to I'm going to look at the internet and I'm going to go for whatever kind of blast I can get, whether it's uh, my you know I need to look at my Google AdWords, I need to look at you know oh gosh, you know the guys at Kikui say that I'm running out of Google AdWords the first week because I've only got a hundred dollars on my AdWords. Yeah, well, change that right. I don't ever want to run out of money in my Google AdWords. Um, so people are calling. So yeah. if I'm converting, I'm good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you look at you look at the the conversion rate of a of a Google AdWord, and it's it's just amazing compared to the, the, what we spend on Google AdWords compared to what we used to spend on the phone book. Um, I'm 48 years old. I came into the business world at probably 28 to 33, right in there when I started paying attention to the phone book and and having to write checks to the yellow pages. Um, and we cut that in 2003, I think a hundred percent, but it was Mike and Cecil. What, what did we used to spend like 20,000 a year for a full page? I, I can tell you that when, when I was younger, um, a page, a full page, first page was, could be five grand a month. Yeah. And the yeah. guy that was on the first page got most of the phone calls. They got the, the majority share. Exactly. So paying, paying that kind of money was not unusual to pay somewhere between two and $5,000 in your yellow book every month just to get the phone to ring. That was not unusual. Exactly. So if that's the case, if that was the case then, and we were spending that kind of money to be the first page, the first phone call made to the person looking for a repair, then number three, I have to look to the internet. And whether that's social media in your area, whether that's your Google AdWords, whether it's some sort of a, um, you know, they have this geofencing now where you can, uh, you can pop up on people's uh, hotmail, you know, over on the sidebar, you can pop yep. up in all these places so that your, your ad, um, is is uh, is a pop up, you know, for lack of a better description. They call it geofencing, and and they can um, they can find your customers in your area, and uh, and they can bring you back to the forefront, uh, top of mind. 
So those are my top three. Um, inspect the cars you've got, the 20 phone calls, and number three is going to be to get out there on the internet. I'm, I'm amazed. Increase car count. I'm amazed that uh, um, I was looking at uh, one of those purple mattresses recently <laughs> for someone else. And, um, okay. and now mattresses and purple mattresses are appearing in my Facebook feeds in my, uh, when I play games online, they're appearing. Uh, uh, it's just amazing how, how direct and, and how focused that can be. Uh, if you're on top of that, Mike, I'm going to ask you the, the same question I asked. Uh, Bill, and that is, I'm, I'm standing in my shop. I'm worried about car count. I don't have enough cars in. What's one, two, three? Then we're going to wrap this up. So, Mike, what's one, two, three for you? I, you I did it first. What's Source that? report. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> report. No, I think if I have no cars and I got, I, I need cars, um, I always tell people, look, you know, think about some of the gorilla things. Uh, uh, walk, if you have to, go walk around your neighborhood and shake some hands. I mean, um, we put flyers on cars when I, when I started a shop, uh, you know, we brought the, the radio station in and did a, did an on-site, uh, uh, hot dogs, Coke, come meet us thing. There's a lot of different things that we do when we're really hungry, uh, when we're starting out that, that five years later, we're not doing, but we still may need car count. Go ahead, Mike. Gentlemen, I have to sign off. Gotcha. I appreciate the opportunity. I hope you guys have a great holiday. Thanks for being on, my friend. The AT&T guy is here, and i got to go talk to him. Go get her done. We got it. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, all right. Uh, we're, we're at that point. We're at the last-minute stuff anyway. So, uh, uh, Tom, last remarks? Yeah. So, uh, so, at the beginning of the show, I opened up, uh, and I did two things. Uh, one sounded somewhat like an ass, and two sounded uh, a little bit cocky. I want to assure everybody I'm not. I still want to be... Uh, if you are worried about car count, I still want to be that guy that takes those phone calls and emails. So uh, Tom L at iforabe.com. Uh, I've uh, been working very hard the last three years to know how to control car count, and uh, I'm happy to share it with anybody that wants to hear. So feel free to reach out to me, please. Yay. Hey, hey, thank you, Tom. Uh, Bill, last remarks? Uh, yeah, I would just say Merry Christmas and, and uh, Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, car count is, is uh, I think it's a great topic that is uh, certainly something that we just keep, we keep coming back to it because uh, we, we don't have a handle on it. And I, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to email Tom when I get done here, Tom L at ifrave.com because I love that we have a master on board. <laughs> He's doing a good job of... Uh of uh, maintaining and, and increasing car count in his business with the right customers. Tom does a great job of that. And I think Seven, Bill, 700 ARO? Yeah, plus um, in Utah. You can't do that in Utah. So, um, you know, Tom knows how to bring the, the right people in the door. Um, uh, I would say, you know, thank you to those that participated, uh, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Bill, and Tom. Uh, um, I would also let you know that you can check out other episodes by going to the instituteleadingedge.podbean.com or you can find us on iTunes and Spotify by searching The Leading Edge. Look for the gear and the microphone. Um, you can submit questions uh, either at uh, toml at ifrave.com or at the institute at ifrave.com. We'd love to have those or topics that you would like to hear uh, uh, discussed on our uh, Leading Edge podcast. Um, you can join the Institute group on Facebook or uh, 
uh, and work with top shop owners and discuss uh, situations like this. We, we weekly have lots of participation and it's a, a high-end, a high-quality thing. Uh, and you can like and follow us uh, uh, on Facebook or Instagram. So uh, thank you guys. And uh, next time, uh, we'll be talking about waiters, yes or no, what's the pluses and the minuses, and how do we uh, uh, modify our business to, to the best advantage there. Um, uh, thank you much, and happy holidays. Join us next time on The Leading Edge as we discuss the debate of waiters or no waiters. Let us know what you think. Subscribe at institutesleadingedge.pondbeat.com so you don't miss out. Or find us on iTunes and Spotify at The Leading Edge. Join the Institute Group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners as well as our experienced consultants. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.